Our reading this morning is from Philippians chapter 4, and it's the first uh, 11 verses. Therefore, my brothers, you whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, that is how you should stand firm in the Lord, dear friends. I plead with the Odia and I plead with Sintich to agree with each other in the Lord. Yes, and I ask you, loyal yoke fellow, help these women who have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel, along with Clement and the rest of my fellow workers, whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you have renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you have been concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. Amen. Great, thank you so much, uh, Amanda, for reading that to us, and Hilary for uh, leading us in prayers of intercession. Let's pray together as we hear God's word this morning. We come once again, loving Father, to a reading, a letter to the church in Philippi. Pray that, Holy Spirit, you would speak to us, however we have arrived this morning in church or online, that your word would be real to us and that we may be open in heart and mind to all that you want to say to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we are uh, in this final talk in uh, the, th- the series Together in Christ, and we've been journeying over the last few weeks about the theme of togetherness, about being God's people. I don't know whether you're here perhaps for the first time this morning, or you have been, have been here for years and years and years. I don't know who the longest church member is, but maybe that's a question for another time. 
but there is a sense of whether we've been here five minutes or whether we've been here over 50 years, there is this theme of togetherness in Christ that I wanted to begin uh, in my talks with you as a church. And um, hopefully this will work, maybe not. Evan, if you can go on, that would be great. Um, and we had four, to, well, three talks. One was about giving thanks, thanks together, and the other one was about being uh, people that reflect Jesus. And then last week was about living confidently, and today is about standing firm. And Evan, you have to go on to the next one. For some reason, this isn't working. So we went through together giving thanks. And then the next slide, Evan, please. We thanked uh, God for one another. And we were thankful in our prayer life and we were thankful as partners together and thankful for the potential that is here in this church. That's what I spoke out about the very first week I was here and the next slide. Then we talked about reflecting Jesus, who Jesus is. And the next slide, please. We focused on the life of Queen Elizabeth and the way in which Jesus was her foundation, the cornerstone, the one who gave her vision and vitality to lead uh, the commonwealth. It was through her faith in Jesus, her passionate faith in Jesus, that she wanted to reflect him in her life. And then last week, about living uh, confidently, Living with a sense, not of arrogance at all. It was actually about having what I call a bold humility. That sense of knowing that Jesus is with us, but acting in a way that is humble, but with confidence. And to go on to the next slide, I had this quote, the most beautiful thing that you can wear is confidence. And we were thinking about what it means to be a person that is confident uh, in all aspects of life. But today we go on to the next theme, and that is about standing firm together. And if you go on to the next slide, please. I want to share with you uh, three or four main aspects that come out of the passage that was read to us by Amanda. The first is standing firm in the Lord. What does it mean to stand firm together? Therefore, brothers and sisters, if you go back, you whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, dear friends. Standing firm is an easy thing to say, but we know we all live, live in, a, in world. a world, globally, nationally, in a community sense, and in a church where there is great uncertainty. Hilary, your prayers this morning were incredible. Thoughtful. Every word, I think, chosen and prepared with care and consideration. But when I hear prayers of intercession, when I hear those on a church on a Sunday morning, some, we may come with those thinking, oh, okay, this is the moment just to nod off. <laughs> Or this is the moment which I'm not really engaged in. But actually the prayers of the intercession are crucial to any aspect of church. Because they're engaging the Lord our God with a world that is uncertain. And many of us face huge anxiety. Some people are anxious about a world that is uncertain globally. With the environment or with wars or with huge inequality between the rich and the poor. And there is a sense where there doesn't seem to be any certainty globally in the world today. Some of us may be anxious or uncertain about our own nation, 
We have a, a, a new monarch, a new prime minister. I don't know whether that gives you certainty or not. But there is a sense actually within our nation, a huge sense of uncertainty and perhaps anxiety. As I drove here this morning from leafy Bourneville uh, into the town of Shirley, I drove past a couple of new builds and they were building centres for people who are experiencing great anxiety and mental health stress. And I thought, all around our community, people are anxious and under pressure and stressed in one way or another. Fuel poverty. There are so many things that cause us to be stressed and uncertain. And perhaps even in our own church, you may be thinking, who is this new minister? You may have judged this new minister a little bit or thought, I'm not sure where this church is going. Or you may be thinking, oh, well, I might come back to the church. But there is somehow a sense of change and uncertainty. And for some, that can bring great hope. And for others, it may be a little bit difficult. Whether it be church or community or nation or indeed the world, the encouragement this morning is to stand firm in the Lord. In the Lord, that's about a relationship. So many people I talk to, who are friends of mine who are not Christians, keep talking to me about the religion that I have. And I keep going back to them and saying, it's not, it's a relationship. It's about Jesus and my personal relationship. It's not just about a global world religion. And here Paul is saying, if you're going to stand firm, stand firm in your relationship with Jesus. This week, um, and I'm beginning to connect with the other churches in Shirley, there was a Zoom prayer meeting on Thursday at 8.30 and was meeting with the other church leaders. And we were sharing about the incredible moment that Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin Welby, at the Queen's funeral, uh, spoke 504 words in his sermon. And perhaps you're thinking right now, Matt, please speak less than 504 words. 504 words, less, well, just over five minutes, to a global audience of 4.1 billion people. That's like Alpha writ large, without food. Uh, incredible and the whole service was organised by Queen Elizabeth she, she chose the hymns and the readings and prepared her own funeral and the words that he said came out of the chosen scriptures but on top of uh, the coffin, and if you can go on to the next slide, please, Evan, that would be great. I don't know whether you watched, of course you did, but I'm a bit like Dan Walker. If you don't know who Dan Walker is, he's, he's a presenter in sport, and I think now he does the news on Channel 5. Good guy, Dan Walker, Christian guy. And he said, I don't know about you, but I held my breath for most of this part. Well done, lads. Trusted shoulders, nerves of steel. And I remember seeing these lads who were probably just about the same age as my son, Ben, who's 21. 
and uh, holding on their shoulders the coffin. And I was thinking, please don't trip. I don't know about you, they did a brilliant job. But on top of the coffin were three things. One was an orb, which is the globe of which the cross is on top of the globe. And at the funeral service, on top of the coffin, and the the, the orb that was given to Queen Elizabeth Elizabeth throughout her reign was a reminder of Jesus being over all the earth, in control, the one who actually reigned, not Queen Elizabeth. It was a sign and a symbol of her saying, my sure foundation, I stand firm in my relationship with the one who is greater than me. Incredible. Colossians 1:17 says, "In him all things hold together." The sovereign's orb was the object that was pointing towards the global sense of the reign and majesty of Christ the King. It's an orb that dates back to 1661, and we think, "Wow, that's old." but we know that all of history belongs to Jesus and all of the present belongs to Jesus and all of the future belongs to Jesus. We stand firm together. And the second point, we stand together. If you go on to the next slide, please. I'm not pleased, I pleaded with with Yodea and Syntyche to be of the same mind in the Lord. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help Clement and the rest of my co-workers help. This is an encouragement for Paul to the church in Philippi. Stand firm in the Lord together. Because what is going on here is there's a split in the church. And the two women, Yodia and Syntyche, actually were co-workers. They were companions. But now they have become people that have competed against one another. And there are commentators out there that try and say, why is there a split? Why is there a division in the church? And some say, well, it's because actually they come from different racial, ethnic backgrounds. backgrounds, And the Jews were going with one person and the Greeks were going with another. And it created a bit of a division. Well, we don't quite know whether that's true or not, actually. But what we do know is that they used to work closely together as friends, as co-workers for Jesus. And suddenly, something happened where they were grumbling and arguing and whining and complaining. We had a church meeting on Wednesday here in this wonderful sanctuary, and there was not one drop of complaint. That's a sign of a healthy church. And Paul is saying to stand firm in the Lord and stand firm together is to do away with grumbling and whining and moaning and complaint and criticism and actually go the higher vista, which is something much more beautiful, much more attractive, much more joyous, much more about standing firm together. And that's the third point I want to share with you. The third point, oh sorry, I was going to share this. (laughs) My music taste 
Jack Johnson. Anyone else like Jack Johnson? Five of you. Wonderful. His album, It's Always Better When We're Together, sounds like some slogan. It's not about a slogan. Actually, it's about that sense of community and unity. Not all the same, not uniformity, diversity and the beauty that that brings, but our vision vision being being Christ alone. The next slide, please, Evan. The third one is to stand joyfully. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say it, when Amanda read the the reading this morning, she really did emphasise the word rejoice. Fantastic. It's a lot easier to say than the women's names. (laughs) I find that hard. Rejoice. Rejoice. This is how to stand firm, that we are called to rejoice. Some people face life with pessimism. They find a cloud on On every every silver lining. Some people really try and look hard enough will find the fault in everything they see and everyone they see. But Paul says in the face of challenges and of change, rejoice because that's a countercultural thing to do. You swim against the tide of the culture when you rejoice. In my previous church, and I promise not to keep talking about my previous church, but in my previous church, there was a staff member who, when she wrote an email response, or you got it, you know, yeah, it had a line at the bottom from Lynn with joy. And it wasn't just an email response, she was a pretty joyous person, you know, positivity just shone through. With joy. And actually, when you got an email, whatever she said in response to the email, you kind of felt, yeah, there's a bit of joy coming back. Not because of her signature, but because you knew her as a person. Joy comes through a sense of contentment in Christ. Not chasing someone else's dream. Verse 12, I have learnt the secret of being content. Hannah and my wife and I went with my parents um, the other, the other week, to uh, the Alexandra Theatre in Birmingham to see Fisherman's Friends, the musical. And with a world, as I said, is so uncertain and full of anxiety, we went for two hours of a good old knees up. My dad, who's 80, got out of his seat and we clapped. And it was brilliant. And as we were coming out of the Alexandra Theatre, we heard this young girl, she came out and she goes... That was just so joyous. And I turned around to her and I went, absolutely it was. You know when something takes you away from the mundane and the stresses of life? Go and see Fisherman's Friends the Musical. (laughs) But here, Paul is saying to stand firm is to be full of joy. Joy comes through valuing others, having compassion, reaching out. There's a story of two young medical uh, doctors in America, and uh, they were friends in medical school, but they had very different ambitions. One chose uh, to establish a lucrative practice in his hometown. The other chose to commit his life in service to God by working among the forgotten and deprived in a new uh, culture and country. And years later, the two doctors who went on two different career paths 
Um, the doctor who stayed at home and made, made so much money, he thought, I've made enough money, I'm going to do a round-the-world trip. And he thought he'd go and visit his friend who was working among the poor and the neglected and the rejected. And as they talked, the doctor from America who made so much money was appalled at the primitive conditions and the equipment that the missionary doctor had to work with. Their conversation was interrupted as the missionary doctor had to be whisked away to do an emergency surgery with the poor equipment that he had. And when he returned after the surgery, the American doctor who made all this money said, do you know how much I could have made in the States with doing a surgery like you've just performed? No, said the missionary doctor. And he was told about the tens of thousands of dollars he could have made. And the American doctor then said, how much did you make for the surgery you just did? And the missionary doctor replied, a few pennies, but the smile of God. You know, we sometimes try and get joy from possessions and from prestige and position, but actually... Joy is rooted deep down in our identity in Christ. That's how we stand firm, in joy. The next one, to live in a way that is gentle. We stand gently. Let your gentleness be known to all. One of the fruits of the Spirit that was said earlier by Jackie is gentleness. And... uh, when I think of the fruits of the Spirit recently, I'm, I'm thinking of all of this, it's is incredible, but also my mind is being taken away to something happening in Solihull right now, the next uh, one, which is the Solihull Food Festival. And uh, I don't know whether anyone's going to go and visit that or, or not, or whether it's a big thing around here. If gentleness is described as a fruit, it's not a gift. It's something that is for all of us. You know in the church, who are the gentle people? (laughs) Perhaps you don't know who are the people that struggle with anger. (laughs) But gentleness, to stand firm in Christ, Christ, is to be open to the Spirit to say, Lord, I want to receive the fruit of gentleness. I want to be gentle in the way in which I talk to someone after church. I want to be gentle in the way in which I'm going to write that email. I want to be gentle because gentleness is closely associated with kindness. Think of the next slide, please. You know this, be kind, be patient, you never know what someone is going through. To stand firm together is to be kind, gentle, joyous, full of Christ to the other. And lastly, we're called to stand strong. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayers and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. 
We have prayer spaces in this church, and I'll invite you later. We have boxes, the Good Shepherd box, the Thank You box here at the front. We have the opportunity to write prayers in the box over the back as well. So many ways in which we can pray to present our prayers. Do you know, anxiety says, I am not able to deal with this situation. But thanksgiving and praise in prayer says, God is able to deal with this situation. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, whatever is excellent or praiseworthy, offer it all to God. I was going to bring in my knee brace as an, as illustration. an illustration. Because as a 49-year-old, I have an 89-year-old's knee that has had a few knee operations. Some 89-year-old's knees are perfect. No cartilage. I need a knee brace. I needed a knee brace to hold me up to stand. For a few months, I felt embarrassed walking around in the community with this knee brace. In the winter, wearing shorts. I mean, Rob, you're wearing shorts in a pretty cold church. Big up. But this knee brace, it symbolised for me, helping me, reality, to stand firm. But in the context of what I've been talking about today, we all need a knee brace. Spiritually speaking. And the knee brace is actually the work of the Holy Spirit. You cannot stand firm alone. The weight, the stress, the struggles of the world are too big. But with the power of the Spirit, the gentleness of the Holy Spirit, the goodness, the kindness of the Holy Spirit, leading you ever deeper into the place of following Jesus, you may be able to stand. Not may, you will. <laughs> so I'm going to invite you, as we have a couple of songs and prepare ourselves for communion, I'm going to invite the band to come up and I'm not going to invite you to stand straight away, actually. Uh, but I am going to invite you to stay seated. But in the next couple of songs, as we sing those songs, as a response to what we've heard this morning, when you feel the prompting of the Holy Spirit or just that sense that you have a desire to, <laughs> I'm going to encourage you to stand as a response to what God is speaking to you about. It may be that this morning is the first time that you've stood saying, yes, I want a relationship with Jesus Christ today. I don't really know who Jesus is. I've heard about him in my Sunday school, but I haven't been to church for years and years and years. But I kind of want a relationship with Jesus. I'm going to stand. Maybe that you are going to stand because you need to reach out to someone that you've not, you've fallen out with, quite frankly. A bit like the two women in the passage. 
you've spoken about that person or spoken to that person in a way that's not been healthy. And you're seeking forgiveness. You may want to stand as a response to that. You may want to stand because, quite frankly, you have seen a cloud on every silver lining. And even church life's got you down. And you need a freshness and a renewal before God. You want that joy of the Holy Spirit that has evaded you for a while. Stand up if that's you. Or maybe anger has got the better of you. A cross email. A look of where there's a frown. Or maybe you've just had a massive outburst and no one else knows about it apart from you and the person you had the outburst with. <laughs> and you want the gentleness of the Holy Spirit to come into your life. Or maybe, maybe you just need to stand for whatever reason. It's up to you. God is here. And we can worship him. So as you hear these songs, I invite you to stand as and when and if you want to respond. Thank you.